What is going on, everybody? We are back with another podcast episode here uh, with Batting Practice. I'm here with Jacob and Andrew. We have a very, very exciting show for you guys today. Um, New mics. New mics. You will see here. Yeah, if you are um, (laughs) have us on video, you'll see we have some new mics, and maybe you can tell if you're listening to the audio. um, Some new mics. So let us know how it sounds. We think it sounds pretty sweet, but. You guys are our uh, biggest reviewers, so let us know how it sounds. Yeah, shout Jacob out to and Andrew, everyone. what's going on, boys? Shout How's it to, going? Uh, shout out to you guys. What's up? Shout out to everyone that entered our Twitter giveaway. That was awesome. Yeah, was, that was, was insane. Insane. Yeah. expecting that. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. like we'll be announcing it uh, on Twitter on Saturday, but I think in the future we can involve the podcast a little bit more maybe maybe get like a trivia question and then first person answer it gets uh some sort of giveaway uh you know we we can get creative around here so but yeah uh amazing to see how many people were interested in our dansby sponsored uh limited if you're listening unfortunately the episode will be out too late for you to probably enter um but hopefully if you are listening you did enter that contest but yeah we're all so uh, blown away by this support that we've seen thus far. Um, not expecting that from a little giveaway, but always great to see the community is strong. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's something to to give back to you guys. That's why we want to make it more like podcast focus. We want to we want to reward listeners rather than just like Twitter followers. You know, um, it's a lot easier just to click a button on Twitter than it is to actually listen. So we we appreciate it, but. Uh, I'm doing good though. We're we're back here. We're on Wednesday as of recording this. We're on Hump Day. Week is uh more than halfway over. Um, although for me it was kind of the start of the week because <laughs> I was just on vacation for the past four days at a wedding and stuff. Yeah, especially shout was, out to it's, Jacob. It's nice to get back. Yeah, uh, it's nice to it get back. It was his birthday. It was his birthday, birthday was. on Monday. So happy birthday to Jacob. Make sure you uh, wish my happy birthday. Big uh, twenty six. Yeah, the old, you know, the old man. <laughs> over the hill, as, over a, as the a hill. Fellow, welcome to the twenty. I'm now club. above. I'm now closer to thirty than I am to, to legally drinking. Oh man, there we go. You are no longer Kate Bush running up the hill. You are over the hill. <laughs> I'm on uh, the Google Dolls. I'm letting it slide. Oh man. <laughs> oh, God. oh, all right. So we have we're gonna start off with some um, solar news and updates as we normally do each week. Um, some minor updates, but still very exciting updates. I would say this week. So if you guys want to get into that, yeah, I think the the there's a couple that stood out to me. Obviously, I think they're getting the game more and more closer to soccer. It feels like every week, um, player follows huge feature. Um, honestly, I, di- I didn't notice that when it first dropped. I saw the Twitter announcement later after I was on the site and I noticed, oh, is that button new? And some of my favorite players, you know, now had a, a couple people following them. Um, so that obviously is, is really exciting because you can then figure out, you know, when that card will be auctioned next. Um, that was really helpful for me in building my soccer gallery. So I think it'll really help the big players get established and hopefully, uh, Fewer people will miss some big auctions, but um, I guess my question for for both of you, who so I think is Mbappe the most followed soccer player right now on the? I, he has to be, and I think I don't even know. I think he's eclipsed a million already. He's well beyond that mark. Um, but who do you think is going to be a the million most of what? Followed? 
most followed baseball player. As I as I look to see if Mbappe is indeed the most followed. A million what? He has like on Instagram. No, no sorry, I'm sorry. So, on so rare, on so rare. It was like <laughs> my guy has like a hundred million on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm yeah, not yeah. doubting Achillean's um, Instagram following. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first player to reach a mill. It's Ooh. gotta be, or even like a hundred k. Ooh, that's a good question. I gotta yep. say, Shohei though, he has worldwide recognition. Mm. Yeah, it's a good show. He's got the stats to back it up. He's uh, not from America. Sorry, if my face is all jiggling all over the place, it's because I'm petting my dog that's right next to me. Um, <laughs> so I might be like this, but I'm, I'm just petting the dog. But no, he's he's got a lot of recognition in Japan, too. And there's a lot of uh, hype over there way across the world, which is bringing SoRare to a whole new part of the world that wasn't as big into sower like the Japanese leagues were not as like followed I guess it's a lot harder to find news about the Japanese leagues um than it is to say the prem so I want to say that since he's got a lot of uh a versatility across the world I think he could reach a decent amount of following for sure and yeah. for, the, for the record before uh, Mbappe does not have a million sower followers okay. he only has about five hundred and thirty seven thousand as okay. of recording. Um, so we're, I don't even know if there is a player on the platform that has a million follows. Cause I, I looked quickly, Messi and Ronaldo, Messi was about 350 and Ronaldo is about 200. So uh, Mbappe um, looks to be the clear one. Maybe Holland. I'll look. No, nope, Holland but... has 350,000. I just looked. Okay. Did yeah, you see so that I'm... goal he scored today though? That was oh, insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Against yeah. I mean, former club. Hate to see no, no doubt that there will be a soccer player that reaches a million. I hope a baseball player reaches that too. I think Otani's a good shout. Josh, what about you? Yeah, I think um, Otani's a great shout, but I would have to go with his teammate, Mike Trout, as my answer. Um, I feel like he's gotten the most hype from like the MLB So Rare um, Twitter account. Um, and he was one of the first like uh, auctions that they brought out. So that would probably be my guess because he's just been a little bit more um, in the spotlight, I guess you could say, at the start of the um, MLB Sawyer game. So that would be my idea, but I think Otani very well could be the guy who does it as well. Yeah. yeah. To put things a bit into perspective, um, I was just looking it up on my phone. So uh, Mbappe has 75 mil on Instagram, which oh my is gosh. incredible. And like, you can't insane. even humanly process that how big that number is. But uh, Mike Trout has 2 mil. So... Wow. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I didn't look up anyone else for baseball, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's... trying to think of uh, any other like big names that have more like world recognition. Like Aaron Judge is more in the news like now just because of what he's been doing this season. But I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I think he's actually more well known in the Sower community than the average baseball player simply just because he was featured in the trailer. Although I, I did see on Twitter when that announcement came, they're like, who is this judge guy? Is he good? So I, I, I did look, um, okay, over under uh, 100 followers for Otani as of uh, this week. I'm going to say on so rare. On so rare. On so rare. I'm going on 100? 100. It's got to be over. 
I feel like it's got to be over. Really? Um, no, he's only sitting at 74 as of our recording. Interesting. Um, but I feel he is, like... of the guys I searched, he, he has the most. He's judges. Okay. And I mean, it's a very, very new feature. Too. It's so new, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I definitely, I could definitely see Otani being the the most followed uh, baseball guy eventually. Definitely, if he isn't there right now. Oh yeah. What about you? You're gonna let Otani as well? Uh yeah, or Otani or Trout. But if if the the other name that was mentioned was Judge, that that's who I would throw in the mix simply because, you know, he's known in the server community, so I feel like he's got that name recognition sure. already. Um. But yeah, it could. But honestly, it could just be some guy that bursts on. It seems like someone we'll be talking about later. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, you never yeah, know. Like I, I, I totally forgot. Like Judge was on the so rare Instagram, the so rare. He wasn't just on so rare MLB Instagram and Twitter and so and so as yeah. an investor. So yeah, people, people definitely know his name. I didn't consider that. So yeah, we'll see. But um, going back to uh, we we were talking about so rare rule changes and we got the notification bell um which is something that we finally it's it's nice to have but i do want to say um i'm not the biggest fan of the fonts there's yeah. like the, it's really really small like mlb yeah uh, soccer and who knows once nba comes if they'll change it again but it's it's either bold or not bold and then names of managers are also bolded. So it gets a little kind of confusing up there. I'm not the biggest fan of the um, like the primary rollout of the all sports notification bell. Yeah, that's the other big, big update Yeah, that you called out. And yeah, I agree. It's nice to have, but it is a little weird to, to see like what is even happening. Everything is black and there's a slight font size difference. But other than that, it's... I think it's more confusing. Than it's confusing, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which can be fixed with different fonts or colors or whatever. And I mean, it's again, it's it's so new. So yeah, yeah, color coded at least. Or I swear, swear the the soccer one had had some blue or other colors too to to make some contrast. But I don't know. But it's still it's it's huge to see a, a multi. It what what the notification bar proves is they that they can. Do something that is multi-sport within SoRare because right now that's only I feel like happening on SoRare data. Although they do have the player search too, but what I think for me this kind of makes me more confident in like once we add basketball to the mix, it's just going to be one hopefully seamless experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it really feels like they rolled out MLB in the middle of the season yeah. to have the second half of the season be sort of like a beta almost, like a live beta. Um, I know it's the full game. It's not actually a beta, but it feels like it's almost like a test run to see sort of how it works and what kinks they need to work out for the start of next season, which I think is a great idea um, because they're learning a lot, I feel like. Um, so they'll be well prepared for the start of next season. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I guess moving on then, we got so rare rule updates, but then... As of a few days ago, we also got MLB, the entire league, making Whoa. new league updates. Boom. New main topic this week. We got MLB rule changes 2023. So not this year, but the start of next year. We got a whole bunch, not a whole bunch, but a lot of uh, pretty big rule yeah. changes coming mm -hmm. up, I would say, especially as someone who's watched and played baseball uh, my entire life. These are some things that we didn't even experience 
playing baseball in Little League or in high school or whatever. So uh, we'll get into the details, but the main three changes are involving pitch timing and pitchers. We got mm -hmm. larger bases coming, and we have no more shift allowed. So three huge changes, all three of which um, existed in high school. There wasn't a pitch clock, but I would say pitchers took a long time sometimes. Yep. Uh, the bases were smaller, and um, I'm forgetting the third one. The pitch clock bases, bases and the shift. And the shift. We Don't definitely got shifted. Shift. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely, even myself, as playing like third base, I'd move around depending yeah. on who was hitting. So um, let's get into it right away. Let's get into the first one, which involves pitching and the pitch clock. So I'm just going to list it off for you guys uh, one by one here. It's going to be nice and quick. Uh, so the first rule that we got is once the ball is ready, the pitcher must begin his motion within 15 seconds with the bases empty or 20 seconds if there's a runner on base. So if there's no one on base, if it's the beginning of the inning, every pitch has to be thrown within 15 seconds. Whereas in the past, it could take 30, sometimes even 45 seconds, which is crazy how long that is for the ball not to be in play. Um, but now this will shorten that up. And something to do uh, with a lot of these rule changes involves shortening the game up to keep people, I mean, paying attention to keep people's ADHD uh, on, on the ropes to make them not want to like leave the game because right. some of these games could drag mm -hmm. on and on and on. Mm -hmm. um, and then if there's a runner on, uh, might have to switch up the signs and stuff. So we get a little bit longer, 20 seconds there. Um, the batter then must be alert to the pitcher within eight seconds by stepping into the box, which is kind of crazy to me too, because the batter can also be at fault. In eight seconds, you need to check your coach for signs and stuff like that. Step out, maybe undo the batting gloves. Some players might like, they might lose their ritual time and stuff like that in between. Um, so we'll see about that. And then if either person is late, um, they're charged. So if the pitcher's late, he gets a ball. Whereas if the batter is late, he gets a strike no matter what. Um, that could mean that a player could get a walk or a player could strike out without actually having a pitch thrown, <laughs> which is another thing that is totally foreign and totally new to baseball. Um, Are you foreshadowing the, to a low light in the future? <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, yeah, oh totally. We'll be we'll be six we'll months be from it. now at the beginning of next season. We'll be hitting those low lights like, oh look at that! Who would it be? Who would it be? It'd probably count. be like Willie Adams just struck out because he was too busy. <laughs> he was too late in the crowd. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Um, he did a good thing. He wasn't being weird uh, for all the viewers out there or listeners. <laughs> But um, last two for pitching. The pitcher can only step off of the pitching mound uh, twice per plate appearance, which is crazy because sometimes pitchers would throw three or four pickoffs in between pitches, not just plate appearances. So this is really going to speed up the game. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, there's going to be a 30-second limit on both mound visits in time in between batters. So no matter what, if they're changing pitchers or just talking to the pitcher, there's going to be... A 30-second limit. Whew. All right. So wow, we'll have a multiple. nice, clear, and concise. We can do, like, a list in the description or something. We don't need a yep. graphic or anything. Um, but this is all the pitching rules that have become uh, new and improved, I guess you could say. 
for next year. So, anyways, enough discourse. What do you guys think? About well, first off, changes? is there a uh, is there a, a place that sort of lays out all the rule changes for the viewers in case they want to go on their own time and check? Yeah, it we'll, out? we'll link. We'll link to MLB.com. Oh, yeah. Great summary. MLB. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, um, I'm all for speeding up the game a little bit. Um, when every game is lasting over three hours, I do understand for 162 games, that gets long. <laughs> and I could see how newer viewers or you could say like the newer generation of baseball fans are just not don't have that three and a half hour time to commit to an entire baseball game. Um, I'm more indifferent on these than some of the other changes. Um, I'll be very curious to see how umpires are handling um, doing the different um, times and keeping track of all of that and actually implementing those um, penalties that can come about. So I'll be very curious to see and I'll be curious to see how pitchers, hitters, and then managers respond. I could see that causing a lot of arguments. Um, so I'll be very curious to see how they roll that out. But I think overall, these are all good things. Um, I think the biggest thing for me would be the pickoffs. Um, I used to be a pitcher when I played baseball, and I would throw over once or twice, but never more than that. And some pitchers will throw over like six times in a row, and it's like, all right, man, like get on with it. Let's let's keep the game moving. So, um, Josh, overall, do you, want, do you want to explain like why a pitcher does that? Why like why does a pitcher throw over to first base? Yeah, so whenever there's a runner on base, especially if they're a faster runner, they're um, probably going to be trying to steal second base or third base, depending on where they are. Um, so the pitcher tries to either pick them off or at least just disrupt their timing so that it's harder for them to steal the base. Yeah. So this introduces, like, a whole new game of chess, if you it really does. think about it. Because if you throw over once that runner knows you only have one pickoff left. If you throw over twice, that runner knows you have none left, and now they're going to be messing with you. So strategically, you want to be like, maybe I'll throw two pitches and then throw one pickoff. Maybe I'll throw one pickoff right away and then throw a bunch of pitches in between before I try and get them. So it's going to be this whole new weird dynamic, not necessarily weird, but interesting dynamic of like chess and strategy like thrown into just pick off something simple Andrew, what do you think yeah i mean there's first like i think from a sower perspective i think this means that there will be more stolen bases so that that stat category like you will see hitters it'll be interesting my guess is hitters that are already stealing bases will steal even more bases and you may even get some guys that don't normally steal but maybe because of the new rule they, they start um stealing bases so I definitely think that that's, that stat is definitely going to be higher next year than this year. So be on the lookout for guys that, that get a lot of steals. I think they'll, they'll have a lot easier of a job. Um, but like in thinking aloud, like, you know, obviously like this, this is definitely done in the purpose of speeding up the game. It isn't like a, it is a radical change. I was originally going to say it wasn't, but it, it does feel pretty big. Um, but where my, my head's at is so does this benefit a hitter or a pitcher more? So if you're a hitter and you kind of have to like be ready for, for the next pitch versus a, a pitcher who, you know, may, maybe before was taking their time trying to figure out, okay, what pitch should I throw? Where should I put this, put this ball? Um, you know, I'm leaning right now uh, towards it's going to 
help hitters because a pitcher will have less time to think and maybe they'll they'll rush themselves a little bit. Maybe 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 there'll be more balls honestly because a pitcher wasn't ready and they just throw something that is is it remotely close or maybe they give a pitcher just something that's that's so easy to hit. I don't know. Um, but I'm leaning to think like this this change probably will help help hitters as well. I think it really depends on the pitcher and the hitter. For example, being a Brewers fan, we've watched Brent Suter pitch for a long time now. And his like main success is that he pitches fast. And that disrupts the timing of the hitter because he's always ready to go before the hitter's ready to go. He doesn't throw hard. He doesn't throw a ton of break in his pitches. But his main thing is simply disrupting the hitting the uh, timing of the hitter. Um, so pitchers like that will obviously um, almost actually take a hit because the hitter will be forced to be ready earlier now. Um, but there are pitchers that are used to it and already do it now. Um, so I think it really depends on the hitter and the pitcher. Um, there are some pitchers that work really slowly that will be negatively affected. There's some hitters that take way too long between pitches that will be negatively affected. Um, but I think everyone will learn to adapt eventually mm. and it'll kind of even out over time. Um, but at the start, I think it really just depends on the hitter or the pitcher. Yeah. Something too to clarify, um, they can pick off a third time, but that attempt has to be successful. So that runner can't Whoa. just take off. Like if you used your second pickoff, theoretically without this extra rule, they could just walk to second because you couldn't step off. Right. Um, but with this um, rule comes the third pickoff and you can try and pick them off for a third time. So say they break before you start your motion, you can step off, pick them off, but you have to get them out. Otherwise you automatically get the stolen base. So something to clarify there at the end. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on to the next one, we got bigger bases. Um, a much lesser, uh, at least in-depth, topic to talk about, but the bases are increasing. Here we got... It's uh, 18 square 18 inches. inches. Yeah, yep. so 18-inch bases, which is a 45% increase from what the bases used to be. Um, mm. Something that's uh, it's been tested, and it's already proven irrelevant, but it increases... or Sorry, it shortens the distance between the bases, by 4.5 inches, so like about 2.25 inches on each side. But it said that it's such a minuscule distance that it's not going to matter for stolen bases and stuff like that and safer out calls. But who knows? Maybe like one out of every 1,000 plays, it'll affect something. Who knows? But um, I guess that would still probably be statistically significant. Maybe one out of every 100,000 outs or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, it's supposed to be that it's going to be safer to land on the bases and it's safer for a first baseman or a second baseman to cover the base. More space, more surface area means uh, less space for collisions. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, something good. I don't have any problem with this change at all. I don't think there's any um, opposers to it. Um, no. And it's not really that crazy of a change. I did see a comment that was mentioning how it would still be safer to have that orange bag on the right side, at least at first base, like a softball-style base. And I also see no argument against that, other than it's baseball and it's never been there. But 
I don't know. I it, it's very very simple change, and I think it's all for the best. So if you guys have any anything else to add to that, feel free. Yeah, I yeah. think I think uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, baseball fans that are generational that are purists, you could say, and that any change is bad because it's change. Um, but I would be I'm all for it. It's making the game safer. I think the orange base would also be a great idea at first base. Um, that would definitely make things safer for everybody involved. Um, so I'm all for it. But I think there's definitely people out there that just oppose it because it's something different and it won't mm -hmm. look the same or something like that. So there's always going to be those people, right? It, it also would make plays at first base closer. So right now, um, the first baseman, if you're if you're standing on it as a as a fielder, your foot is on the corner of the base. Like you're basically trying to minimize as much distance between you and the thrower as possible. So if that base is a little bit bigger, your theoretically your foot is then closer to that player. Um, so maybe it. So in addition to shrinking the distance between bases, it probably would also shrink the distance between the infielders and the first baseman. Uh, but again, like we're probably we're talking a matter of inches, um, which is not very big. So, but I I think from a sower perspective, less people getting hurt, that's less people that you will see in inactive. Uh, I think it's you know better for the game. Andrew, so to counter what you just brought up, there was a study by Baseball America in a triple A environment. And yeah. they tried out the 18-inch bases and it revealed no perceptible effect on any offensive environment. So it doesn't matter um, like the distance between the fielders or the runners or whatever. It pretty much said that it's such a minuscule distance that it's not really going to matter, except it's going to make things a little bit safer. Yeah. I think yeah. that's uh, it's important to bring up, though, because the people that are, are implementing these rules and creating these rules um, and rule changes, they're not just doing it on a whim. Like there's actually research backing these rule changes and um, they're doing their own research that prove that um, these changes are gonna work. Um, so I think that's important to note. Like they're not just doing it just because they want to. They're trying to make the game safer, faster, better for the viewer and for the players, so. And the the one playing playing devil's advocate a little bit because in uh, in the thing is soccer is is experimenting as well like i don't know if you guys have seen in some lower divisions they're getting rid of or they're manually count or they're stopping the clock every time the play is stopped so no more added time so it's it's literally a full 90 minutes so when it's if there, there's so there's going to be no time wasting the one thing like that I would say, and, and the same thing I think applies here, is it's not tested at the highest level. You know, so so yes, like theoretically, like you can apply the learnings from a lower division or lower level of baseball or soccer to the top level, but it's also not the top level baseball or soccer. And, you know, you, you can't tell, like it's the same thing if you watch the Premier League and then you watch, I'll say it, MLS, you know, there's a huge play difference. Um, it's getting closer, because MLS is getting better, but you, you can see that they're, yes, they're both soccer, but they are, are very different levels. Um, that is the only thing I, I have with these rule changes that say that there's no difference is, again, like it's not tested at a at a the highest level. That's fair, but it's also like literally this much. <laughs> yeah, you got to play devil's yeah. advocate. Give yeah, it right, right. 
Um, so anyways, last change we got here, and this one I think is the best, the spiciest. The, uh, the Thai hot, well, number five, when you order that Thai yellow curry is what you get at that hot Thai hot spice. The shift. No shift. No more. It's gone. See you later, Aaron Hernandez. It's no gone. more. Do you want to Craig explain? Council, our manager. Sorry, I'm getting real high. Do you want to explain to the what, mic? Do you want to explain what that is to our audience that might not know what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might have been last episode or maybe two ago where I think I said something along the lines of righties hit it to left field and lefties hit it to right field. Um, so uh, in on average, a lefty who is going to pull the ball, meaning hit the ball the way he stands, is going to hit it to right field. And on average, a righty that pulls the ball, meaning hitting the ball towards the way he stands, is going to pull it to left field. Uh, strategically, a manager could put some of his players on a certain side of the infield to prevent the ball from going to that side of the infield, through that side of the infield for a base hit, and rather have someone stop it, throw them out at first base. A lot of players, a lot of lefties fell victim to this. Plenty. I can think of multiple Freddie Freeman. Um, obviously, there's the one that everyone's making fun of right now, Joey Gallo. But even Rizzo, Yelich, they all get shifted. And they all have gotten shafted yeah. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> um, and sometimes the managers were even having, there's four infielders total. And there's three bases. There's first, second, third that are on the infield and then home where they bat. And sometimes the managers were having three or even almost all of the infielders on the right side of that infield for lefties, and then three of the infielders, and then the first baseman uh, staying on that right side, but the other three on uh, the left side of the diamond for righties. So, long story short, this is gone. Play uh, baseball infield is going to be straight up. Players will still be allowed to move around, but not nearly the amount of distance in between uh, dirt, in between bases as they used to be able to. And then also they won't be able to be on grass. They cannot be on the outfield grass. They can only be touching the dirt as far back as they can go. Whereas you would see some second baseman like for Rizzo or for Yelich playing pretty much like short right short right, yeah. like a little league home runs distance into right field. Right. And they would still be getting thrown out at first because we got guys with strong arms that can throw the ball that far. So this one's huge. And I think it's even more spicy because I like it. I yeah. like that baseball is going to be more straight up. It'll yeah. learn, learn to hit the ball at the middle, learn to hit yeah. the ball the other way. One of my favorite hits. I can still remember like types of hitting in high school was when they would throw an off-speed pitch and you could sit back and just tap that to right field instead of trying to rip it somewhere. It's so satisfying, even as a player, to go opposite field. So we're going to see maybe not more place hitting, but a lot more base hits, like ground balls sort of thing. I was going to um, say, does it the shift, though, um, makes it easy. If you were a place hitter and everyone was on the opposite side, like simply hitting to the – like doesn't this – damage place hitters because because now everyone so I, I, I think place hitting is the wrong word there so rizzo is going to hit the ball up the middle a lot more than he's going to hit it down the opposite field line right if he's shifted up the middle none of those hits are base hits where if he's not shifted up the middle 
every single ground ball he hits in the middle is going to be a base hit. So it's not necessarily place hitting, but it's more about hitting the ball where it usually comes from. <laughs> right. Yeah. To, to me, like, I think the easiest soccer example is it's like a free kick um, before where the goalie is, they're, they're building a wall um, before the goalie. And so before the shift, if you think about it, was was really similar to how um, the goalkeeper positions defenders as a sort of wall between the kicker and then the goal. Essentially, that's what baseball was doing with its infield. Whenever there was a player up, they would essentially build a wall on one side of the infield, and you'd say, like, well, why don't they just hit it to the other side? And a lot of people have asked that, too. But the, as you know, like, the, the kicker wants to go a certain direction with it. Um, so now it, it would be like soccer saying, no more walls. You have to position people equally around the field, um, which probably will, would lead to more goals in, in soccer. In, in baseball's case, I think they're hoping to have more hits. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, this one I feel the strongest about by far compared to the other rules. Um, I'm all for banning the shift. A lot of people have come out and their counter argument to banning the shift is simply, why can't the hitter learn to hit the ball the other way? Just if they're playing three people on one side of the infield and one person on the other, learn to hit it to the other side where there's one person. And to that, I say, you go up to the bat, yeah, right. you have a pitcher throw a 103-mile-an-hour fastball at you, and then an 80-mile-an-hour uh, changeup, and then a 75-mile-an-hour curveball that drops three feet, and you try and hit the ball where you tr are trying to hit the ball. It's not going to work out in your favor, and it doesn't work out for a lot of people in the MLB's favor either. Keep in mind, these are the best hitters in the world. That's why they're in the MLB, and they can't hit the ball where they want to every single time. So I think this is going to be a great change because you can't simply just hit the ball the other way or learn to hit the ball the other way. It's not that easy. Um, so I think this is a great change. And I think um, it'll lead to more hits, which is always a little bit more exciting. I think pitchers have the upper hand in baseball right now. Um, and this sort of tries to even out a little bit and give the offense a little bit more of a chance against these pitchers that are just doing crazy things <laughs> with the baseball. Yeah. yeah, similar. I think it's it's along the lines of the first move we talked about where they were trying to speed up the game. Like this is done in trying to make the game a more appealing product. Because let's be real. It's more exciting to see somebody hit a home run, hit a double, hit a single than it is for a pitcher to strike someone out. Um, people root for offense, you know, people, especially in American sports, we, they like, they like to see action or, um, the, you know, defense isn't as, and as fun as, as offense is. So this is definitely like trying to, to make the game more exciting because we actually, uh, attended a, a Milwaukee Brewers game earlier this year. And honestly, if you think back to that game, I mean, how many hits did we see in, in, in that whole game? I mean, under four, under three. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so boring. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I like can describe this game in probably seven sentences or less. Uh, Hira, four hundred forty foot home run. Eighth inning, Cubs three base hits, one score two runs. Game ends two to one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that that's the kind that's of game it. that they're that they're hoping to avoid with this. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll ask you both, um, do you, so another another kind of mark um, that players are 
evaluated on is their batting average. And that's this is a probably an important metric that may have motivated people to to change this. How many guys in the Major League Baseball right now are hitting above greater than 300 or three out of a 10 times they get a hit? How many? I would guess. Sorry, repeat the question. I had to, my girlfriend called and I had to hang up. <laughs> oh boy! So how many how many baseball players in Major League Baseball or sorry, hitters have a batting average greater than three hundred or three out of ten times to get a hit this year? This year, currently. Okay. I'm just gonna for go. For all the listeners, she's okay. She was just calling to say goodnight. <laughs> Good. Anyways, continue. I'm gonna go with. I'm going to say 20. 20 hitters. Okay. Respectable. Jacob, your guess? It's less than that. I, th- I think it's even less than that. I feel it's it's like seven this year. You're It's in the middle of both of you. Ten people yeah, have a batting it's average. One of the lower ones I've seen. Ten out of uh, over well, 100. Like, Two hundred nine. If you figure like nine hitters, oh, like nine hitters per team. Yeah, yeah. You could probably argue like three, four hundred hitters that are getting ample amount of at bats. Yeah, and so there there are ten people in the league capable of hitting a baseball, like reaching or not reaching the base, but getting a hit three out of ten times. That is, and that is a huge mark. Like I remember even a decade ago, like watching the Milwaukee Brewers, there would be. I sometimes like if you're if you have a good team like sometimes half the team is hitting above 300 um so there just wasn't that much offense and hopefully we see more of that yeah i we we can discuss this uh a different time on the podcast but uh batting average is one of those stats that i feel like is kind of going away um mm-hmm. i feel like it's something people revert back to just cuz it's easy to revert revert back to but Batting average to me doesn't tell the whole story of a hitter, um, but it's pretty interesting to look at a stat like that. Where, I mean, that's probably what like less than five percent of hitters in the league. Oh, yeah. That's. I'll, I'll give you the the counter would be maybe like we don't care about it anymore because subconsciously it's gotten so bad that no one likes looking at it anymore. You know, maybe maybe like. I, and I, I, do, I do believe that there are better stats in batting average, but, you know, maybe the fall in batting average was literally tied to the fact that, you know, people people don't reach base anymore by hitting, or it's, it's more about quality, but, um, yeah. Part of, part of me is, like, is it just our own human instinct just to, like, kind of look away from something that's just bad? Yeah, and, I mean, the shift was getting to the point where, you would literally like look at graphs of percentages of where a hitter would hit the ball and you would line up your infield at like each of the highest percentages. And it's like to like the foot or like even the inch, like where the guy hits the ball and they really would hit the ball to them. Like a lot of the time, I mean, you'd have players hitting line drives that would drop into right field for a base hit. That would be right at a third baseman playing in short right field or a hard hit ball between first and second that would be fielded, like Jacob was saying earlier. It's like, to me, those deserve to be hits. Um, regardless, I think it's great that people are doing that kind of research and figuring out exactly where the hitter hits the ball, but gets to a point where, like, a hitter did well enough to deserve to get a hit, so they should get a hit. 
Um, I guess that's the purest <laughs> baseball fan coming out in me, but that's one of those things where I think that if the hitter can manage to do that, they actually deserve to get a hit. That's just see, me. I think your your purest your purism is is skewed because the purist would also be like stubborn and want to be. I don't want to change it. I like the shift. So right, you're yeah. you're. I see where you're coming from, though. It's I I do agree that if you hit the ball hard and it's where they shouldn't be, it should be hit. Um, but I also kind of like the strategy of putting players where like it was kind of fun to see council be like, all right, putting a guy right here, guy right here. And I want to say it did benefit more often than it wouldn't. Um, but that being said, it will be so nice to see those lefties hitting line drives to right field and just having them drop in. Right. <laughs> It'll be so nice to see. Because you yeah. didn't see that on the left side of the infield. You would never see someone. I mean, obviously, because you can't make that throw. But the lefties were getting screwed because those righties could drop those line drives in no matter what. Because uh, that throw from short, so like short left to first base is not, not going to happen. It's not either. worth putting someone out there. Um, but the lefties, it is because it's a shorter throw and you can get them out easier. So these line drives were also getting screwed. So it'll be it'll be nice to see. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I don't I want to see pitchers' reactions to this. Yeah, I uh, I feel like they're the ones, at least the purest pitchers, Nash. To put it in your terms, they're the ones yeah. getting screwed the most. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with the pitch clock and pickoffs and stuff. Yeah. But that being said, who knows? Who knows? There's there's been a lot less hits. There's there was times growing up where there were more than ten players over three hundred easily. For Absolutely. sure. I remember looking in the sports page uh, in the paper and seeing the Brewers probably third, fourth, sometimes fifth place in the NL Central uh, back when the Astros were still in the division and we were fighting for last with the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> but you would still see those stats and be cool. Like, well, at least, uh, God, who was it? At least J.J. Hardy's hitting 287. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I baseball definitely goes in waves where um, there's eras of baseball that the hitter's favored, and then there's eras of baseball that the pitcher seems to be more favored, and then certain changes sort of sway one way or the other. Um, and I think pitchers have definitely had the upper hand for this sort of new era of baseball, so I think these new changes will at least give the hitter a little bit um, – uh, more of an even playing field now. Um, so we'll see if it starts to even out a little bit more. But the the last point I'd make before we talk about how this affects so rare is like this definitely is a pushback against the analytics movement within baseball. So that kind of era, Josh said, like the change in the shift, that's all from sabermetrics, Moneyball, um, just the idea of looking at a number or evaluating baseball by numbers rather than just by look or feel or just watching. Um, so that like the whole development of the shift was born out of someone's probably spreadsheet model that said, Hey, if we position the infield here, here, and here, instead of traditionally where it was, we will have, we will get more outs than we would have just simply playing people where we do today. So like the shift was an evolution of baseball born out of, out of analytics so it, as like a numbers person, like it does does disappoint me a little bit that it's like, you know, if, if someone kind of figured out this cheat code, like from defense, you know, essentially it it, it feels like you're, you're banning it. Obviously, like as a baseball fan, I think this will make the game more exciting. Um, but it does like, I feel like 
push. This is one of the first pushes I've seen against analytics. Yeah, that's a very good point. That part kind of saddens me because I'm a big statistics guy, but at the same time, like for the overall feel and like movement of baseball, I think it's good because people like offense. Yes. And offense sells tickets as much as awesome defense is and awesome pitching is. People love a home run. Uh, people love a screaming line drive to right field. So, yeah, I I, I like it overall. But yeah. um, yeah. So obviously, it's going to affect fantasy sports too. Um, pitch clock. It shouldn't really. Maybe your guy will strike out by accident because he was too late every now and then, or maybe your pitcher will get a little minus for walking someone by accident. It shouldn't really affect your so rare score that much. Uh, maybe pitchers could be getting a bit fatigued quicker from quicker movements or pitchers that aren't used to it. Maybe older pitchers like Kershaw, <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> the first one that came to my mind, um, that need maybe a little bit more time. Not saying he does, but people that need a little bit more time um, could be getting fatigued quicker. So you might see less innings out of people, which is two points per inning. Like that, that's a, a decent size of a score. But also, 15 seconds is still plenty of time to get your ass back on that rubber mm -hmm. and throw another pitch. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Um, <laughs> bases, also, don't think it's the craziest thing in terms of so rare scores. Um, I will say the pickoffs. Pickoffs is going to be one that will definitely improve players that Maybe are even not even hitting that great. 230, 240, 250, but they draw a lot of walks and they're quick. Player I would think of um, would be someone like Anori Aoki, who used to play for the Brewers. He would bat, what, 250, 270 maybe a year, but he was quick. He let off and he could steal bases. And if there's going to be only two pickoffs per at bat, he could time that up quicker and he could read the infield because he was always scanning over the place where to go. He could steal a few more bases. I guarantee it every single year. Um, so players that are quick, I think it's going to benefit them a lot. I think a stolen base stat is going to be really interesting to track next year. Yeah, you look at a guy like uh, a more like um, newer guy would be Christian Yelich, who his uh, batting, uh, batting percentage has been down um over the last few years but his on-base percentage has actually stayed high um but he hasn't been stealing as much as he definitely could be um so i feel like he's one of those guys that's definitely gonna at least attempt if not um successfully uh do a lot more stolen bases next season yeah but probably the shit like if we're putting the you know these in like comparison to each other like those first two changes are maybe here whereas like the shift is just magnitudes above, you know, in terms of so rare. Like to me, like, you know, where my my head goes is like, you know, in a in that kind of super flex spot where you can put a hit a pitcher or a hitter. Like I've for myself, like I've kind of been experimenting with with which position is best. But with these new rule changes, it's gonna be really hard, in my opinion, for a hitter or sorry, for a pitcher to outperform a hitter in that position. I think hitters will be a lot more valuable to your so rare team um, than than pitchers just simply because pitchers 
lose more on hits or lose a point on hits, there will be more hits. And those points will be transferred over to hitters. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably missing something, but, you know, that like the shift just that's that's a huge, huge change and probably will will impact hitters. Well, hit, hitters and pitchers equally. I think lefties, man. I think mm. lefties are going to become slightly more valuable, at least pull hitting lefties like the ones I mentioned above. Uh, Jose Ramirez, when he's batting lefty, he's a switch hitter, but when he hits lefty, he's a pull hitter. He just ripped a home run today for my so rare team, actually, uh, for the Guardians. But I keep saying Rizzo, but it's so funny because I use him a lot in MLB The Show, and man, he has a player of the month card that's pretty good even though it came out a while ago. But the amount of times I pull the ball with him, 100, 110 off the bat, and it just trickles into that short right field second baseman's glove, and Rizzo has like 20 speed. Oh, it's man. thrown out every time, man. So, um, yeah. Uh, but other players, too, big lefties. Rowdy is another one. Yeah. You can rip the ball to right field. He's gotten uh, screwed not for that, sure. Not that quick, though. Um, so he won't leg out a ground ball to that short right field, but he'll easily lay out a ground ball that gets through the hole. So lefties, man, that's that's going to impact at least them a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I think I think that's about it for our for our main segment there. That was a long one. But, yeah, uh, holy cow. Yeah, we, we would love to hear what you guys think. Um, experienced baseball players, experienced Sora players, or new players. Uh, we want to know your questions, too. Uh, we'd love to answer questions and stuff like that. Twitter. Hit us up, uh, Instagram. Hit us up. We don't have a Facebook. Do we use? We don't use Facebook. No. Uh, Twitter's definitely a good way. Or just Twitter's even leaving comments. Off. Yeah, Twitter's popping off. Leaving uh, comments on YouTube too. Once we click uh, clip out these videos and upload them, it's another way to uh, reach us and ask any questions. Let us uh, let us know at least how do these new mics sound? I love it. I think it looks great, Nash. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got one more awesome section here of the actual podcast that we're going to go right into before we close it all out. We got highlights and lowlights, of course. Um, something that we're going to try go. and end every segment with. We don't have a name for this segment yet, but we got highlights and lowlights. And we got Nash presenting them this week. So let's Ooh. get right into it to end off this awesome, what do we got? Third podcast already, boys. Let's go. Let's go. All right. It's up to you guys. Do you want, I got two lowlights and one highlight. Do you want? The low lights or the highlight first? Low lights gotta end on high. End on the high. Okay. Note. I like it. All right. So what we got here is Aaron Hicks, Yankees left fielder. I'll just let the video run here. How's it look Constantly on your end? There. Looks All great. Right. All right. Easy fly ball Hicks. running over there. Oh, oh no. no. He just What's dropped? he doing? He's just standing there watching. Two runs come in to score. <laughs> This is huge for the Yankees. They are in the middle of a, of a playoff race. He runs over to the ball. Looks like he's about to catch it. Doesn't catch it, which isn't the worst thing. But oh, then just stops no. and just looks around like, oh, missed the ball. Darn. Like, and oh, then like, no. oh, shit, I'm playing baseball. Play. Like, what is he thinking there? And let's two run score. He wow. went on to get benched the next couple games. I was going to say Boone's so, going to yeah. hate that. Tough scene for Aaron Hicks in left field for the Yankees. So that's the first one. Not a good look for him at all. All right, we'll go. Dude, on to Aaron Hicks. 
It's a tough oh, catch. That's like a little league mistake. Tough man. catch. I'm missing the ball on that catch. Not a bad thing at all. But just yeah. standing there looking around, like what's looking going around, on? You ruined it. Not what a good. Running, not man. a good look. Come on, man. Okay. All right. Speaking Too of not like a good it. look, right. holy cow! This is insane. When I saw this, I couldn't believe it. So we got Giants pitcher Zach Little. Obviously pissed off about something. The manager come, comes out to take him out of Whoa. the game, and he literally <laughs> chirps his own manager. So then Gabe Copper goes, fuck this. You're following me, dude. We're walking oh, down no. into the stairs to have a word. Oh, yeah, no. not a good look, right? So whatever. They can come back from that. Zach Little is an okay pitcher. Nope. They optioned Zach Little to the minors today. He is no longer. Yeah. Tough, oh, no. tough scene for Mr. Little. I oh. I saw this on Twitter of like oh, two days no. ago. I think it happened. I'm like, damn, he showed his manager up. They had a, a probably heated conversation in that dugout. And then today I was going through and I saw that he got optioned to AAA. And I was like, man, that is so tough for him. <laughs> Not that a good scene sucks. on the Giants. Is I also he a reliever? The, yeah, you he's know? a relief pitcher. Yeah, I believe so. You can, you, see, you can even see in the background. See, yeah, you can see all of the players react and just especially like, the catcher here. Watch the catcher. He's like, is that Joey Bart? He's like, what did he just say? Did you see that? Yeah, and then he, yeah. He and said, what did he just say? And Flores too kind of looked around. as like, yeah. What? Did he, I bet he said something wild, and we will probably never know. But oh man, one thing led to another, and the man's going to AAA. That's well, tough. Don't don't learn. tell your boss up, boys. This that's a good lesson. Story, don't don't make your boss upset. Don't do that. I mean, the Giants probably have been the most disappointing team this season, so I'm sure everyone's emotions are pretty high this time of year, but you can't do that. You just can't do it. Come on. All right. We got to finish strong here. We're going with the highlight. This actually happened on Wednesday, the day that we are recording this. Pretty cool here. We got Julio Rodriguez. One of the best rookies in the game today. Starting off in the first inning, first Bang. pitch of the game, I want to say. One of the first pitches of the game. Rocks a home run. First he went on, like, yeah. wow. went on later this game to steal a base to become the first rookie ever in Major League history to hit 25 home runs and steal 25 bases in a season. All doing it in the same game. Pretty cool for him to accomplish that feat. Julio Rodriguez is a animal. Oh, yeah. Um, something to be said about that, too, is like a lot of guys nowadays seem to be like developing speed. Like it seemed to be power or speed back in the day, like your Mark McGuire's. I mean, it's steroid era, but whatever. Barry Bonds, all of them. They weren't that quick. They weren't slow. But now you're starting to see a lot of guys like Shohei and Julio Rodriguez who have that same stature, but they're quick. And 25-25 is nothing to be scoffed at. And the fact yeah. that he's a rookie and did it, that's insane, yep. man. That's Incredible. crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So uh, buy him up on so rare. He's not the most expensive card. The Mariners are not looking that great. He, he um, gets a little bit of a bump because I think he's yeah, he's U23 and people are speculating on that. But um, he's a great one. He's got the little RC sticker in his corner of his card. Exactly. Um, yeah. If the playoff, if if teams that don't make the playoffs, there's a little dip in those players. He should be, I I, I think, a great one for a future. I'm I might con consider myself. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh yeah. All right. To end it off real quick, to go back to food, because that was such a fun segment. Um, in case we do cut it out of the actual podcast. Real quick to end it off, what is your guys' favorite food growing up at Miller Park? Ooh, at Miller Park. Definitely beer. As an eight-year-old, I love no. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that Miller High Life. Oh the champagne of beers. The um, Milwaukee Brewers, I, I think all stadiums do this. They give a, the souvenir baseball hat. It's made of plastic. Exactly what um, I was going to say. Filled with fries and topped with nacho cheese. So good. Yep. That's the go-to. You wash out that helmet, you take it home. I've got four of them in my cabinet right now. I wouldn't even <laughs> wash it off. I just wear it. I'm with surprised fries. those survived. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we oh, yeah. had much more than four of them at one point in our lives. Oh, yeah. That's how cool. sure. that's, that shows that they're quality. They're quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still use them, man. It's that, that great hard plastic that oh, yeah. has Nothing no chemicals in it at all. I'd say, I mean, you can't go wrong with those. But for me, that one little popcorn wagon that had white mm. popcorn and, like, the real butter versus the fake butter and, like, the yellow popcorn, for whatever oh, yeah. reason, it would come out fresh and then they would put real butter on it. Man, that popcorn was so good. I would get it every single time. So that's my uh, my food, man. And to this day, popcorn remains one of my favorite foods. Cause oh, I'm yeah. Freaking weirdo, man. But, you know, thanks, thanks baseball. Uh, and thank you, So Rare, for giving us some fun, some entertainment to do uh, with our lives. The baseball season's coming to a close, but we got playoffs coming up, which we're going to be talking about. Um, next week, stay tuned for another great episode. We got, what do we got? We'll get more rule changes for sure. We got maybe like a week left of baseball, if that, Crazy. next podcast. So we'll be pretty much set in stone for players that we want to lock in for our postseason picks. So we'll get into that next week. No pitches this week because we just needed to wake off, do something fun, like a food bracket. So anyways, thanks for joining. Um, don't forget to check out Twitter, uh, Instagram. Leave us a rating. Up and running. Give us a rating um, wherever you are listening to us. Um, we're going to get the YouTube uh, up and running shortly as well. So don't forget to check that out. Um, and that should do it for this week. Thanks again for listening. Um, it's been your boys. Uh, thanks for attending batting practice with us. And now you're ready to get in the game. <laughs>